Now on Netflix. Inspired by the unbelievable true story of a fake hitman comes the new movie, Hitman, from Academy Award nominee Richard Linklater. At 96% certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes, critics are calling Hitman a smart, sexy crime thriller with surprises at every turn. Starring Glenn Powell and Adria Arjona, Hitman. Now playing on Netflix and in select theaters. Rated R. Warning. The following podcast, which contains strong language and mature content, is unsuitable for children or for the faint of heart. The subject matter discussed will be frightening and graphic in nature. Listener discretion is advised. When you want to hear about the paranormal, you get the spook. Girls, true crime that makes you hypothermal with the three spooked girls. Stabby snippets will give you dreams. Tara and Jessica will make you Hey Spooksters and welcome back to another episode here on Three Spooked Girls. My name is Tara and as always I am here with my ghoul friend Jessica. Hello. Hello. And today we are going to be talking about an older true crime case. I am pretty excited. I found it on accident and learned about it today and now going to tell you guys all about it. So, as you can see by the title, we're going to be talking about Miss Dolly today. So, Dolly was born in 1880. Like, with a lot of these older cases, we don't have a specific birthday, just the year of her birth. And she grew up in Milwaukee after her parents had immigrated to the U.S. from Germany, and they lived on a farm. Then, at the age of 12 to 13, depending on the source, she worked at a textile mill owned by Fred William Osterich. It's the only time I'm going to say it because it's difficult. He uh, had also immigrated with his family from Germany and he became very successful and he liked to give back to the German community that was there. So he would always hire them for his factories and the offices and whatnot. And Dolly was one of those people, and she was described as a very attractive and charismatic girl, and she had a lot of friends. She made friends with all of the factory workers that she was with and around, and she caught the attention of Fred, and the two of them would get married when she was 17, which for the time period, pretty normal. A little old. Even a little old. I was just saying, like, normally they're like 15. (laughs) Yeah. Now, we're going to get right into the tea. Something to know about Dolly is that she loved sex, and she had a wandering eye, which is not something you hear about women during this time period, but this was Dolly. And it was also noted that her husband, Fred, was not as likable as her. I'm not sure if he wasn't quite as outgoing, but that's just what the sources were saying, (laughs) and apparently was shitty in bed. So... Oh, snap. Sucks for Dolly. (laughs) I mean, it sounds like it didn't. 
because it sounds like <laughs> she she found it. Yeah. And there were also reports that Fred, throughout his life, he struggled with alcoholism and he kind of preferred to drink rather than spend time with his wife outside of work. And considering what I told you about her interests, and she also was said to have a high sex drive, it became an issue because Fred owning multiple factories, you know, he was gone all the time. And the LA Times had said, quote, her eyes and her appetites would bring a long line of men into her life. End quote. And I'm like, ooh. <laughs> so Get one it, day, well, you'll change your opinion shortly, oh, but that's okay. My bad. <laughs> I don't have all the facts, okay? Jessica has no context to this case at all, so it's fine. <laughs> one day while at the factory, she noticed a Singer sewing machine repairman that was there, you know, working. And wouldn't you know, she needed to have her sewing machine fixed. So she <gasps> told sewing Fred. sewing box had a loose door. Mm, so she told Fred, you know, her husband. And he contacted the repair company. And, of course, they sent the same person to Dolly's house because this was who was assigned to Fred's factory. And this repairman was a 17-year-old Otto Sanhuber. And on this home visit, we are in 1913. So Dolly is 33 years old. And there was some notes that she took notice of Otto because she reminded him of her son that had recently died, which makes this whole thing more gross and even more twisted if it's true. Because when Otto arrived at the home to service the sewing machine, Dolly was in stockings, a robe, and nothing else. I mean, ballsy move, Dolly. And enter their affair. Yeah, predatorial at the same time, though. Yeah, a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) A little bit. If he was of age, it would be such a baller move. Yeah, well, you know. Originally, the couple met up at motels or he would stop by their house. And of course, this being the early 1900s, all the bored housewives, gossip was everything. So neighbors began to notice that this man was coming around and she would brush it off. And she told them that Otto was her, quote, vagabond half brother. So Ew. they just accepted that because obviously they didn't know they were like fucking. You know what I mean? My first thought is, like, what if they heard it one day? Like, if you're a neighbor, like, if you're, like, a fucking nosy neighbor and you're standing outside and you're, like, I don't know, watering your plants and then you hear it and then he <laughs> walks out, she'd be like, oh, my God, it's her brother. Right. I'm- <laughs> don't worry. It's his sister. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. But with that, Dolly did become worried that Fred would find out. So she had another solution. She proposed to Otto that he would move into their attic upstairs. Otto had no other family, no, not many friends. So there really wasn't any people around to question where he went if he did disappear. So he told her yes, and Otto moved into the attic and quit his job. And sources say that Dolly did purchase him basic bedroom furniture, such as a bed, side table, desk, lamp, that kind of thing. And their plan was during the day after Fred went to work, Otto would come down to help Dolly with the household chores because obviously she was a housewife. Uh They would then have lots and lots of sex. And then he ended the day with making bathtub gin. 
And after these this day full of, you know, all their activities, he would go upstairs in the attic and hide there for the rest of the night. And with his downtime, he read a lot. He wanted to become a writer. So he also took this as an opportunity like, hey, I now have all this free time. You know, I'm not working anymore. So he did. He began writing books and he was said to write a lot of Pulp Fiction stories and novels under a pen name. And he did bring in income from this. So this would go on for five years without Fred knowing. No, Mm -hmm. absolutely not. Is the husband dumb? Oh, we're going to we'll get there. So eventually Fred did begin questioning stuff around the house and honestly his san- his sanity because he started hearing weird noises from the attic. His cigars kept going missing. Food would be gone a lot faster than it should have. And he would swear that he would see strange shadows passing outside of his bedroom door some night. And Dolly tried to reason with him and say he was overworked and he was over drinking, that he just needed to like take it easy and like chill. And maybe he needed to go to his doctor and see what they had to say. So he goes to his doctor. <laughs> and of course, you know, it's the early 1900s. The doctor's like, oh, just just take some rest. Chill out, man. Blah, blah, blah. You know, all that bullshit. Because there was nothing wrong with him. And obviously their, their house is not fucking haunted because apparently he was like, oh, my God, our house is fucking haunted. Fuck this shit. I mean, but, it makes no. sense. Like, if you're, like, laying in bed yes. and you look and you see someone walk outside the hallway, you're like, it's just me and her. Exactly. And there was supposedly a time where Fred was outside doing something and he looked up and he actually saw Otto in the window. But Otto, like, jumped back. So he was like, oh, my God, I saw the fucking ghost. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> so he's Otto like, was holy shit. Right. And he's like, holy shit. So he's like, "Okay, you know what? No, we're going to fucking move. So he told Dolly that he wanted them to move to Los Angeles because they were opening a new factory there under Fred's company. And Dolly agreed to move under the condition that the new house would have an attic for her lover boy. Obviously, he didn't know that part. And the excuse she told Fred was that she needed the attic to store her furs and dresses and things like that. And I'm assuming that's what the original attic was used for. And that's why he would never went up there, because that was my first question. I'm like, why the fuck didn't he go up there if he thought there was something there? But he never did because, yeah, he just didn't. I mean, even if that's where she stored her shit, if I was like laying in bed and I heard noises, I would go up there. Well, right. And like, here's some little extra tidbits that They weren't across the board enough, so I can say 100% this happened, but I have to include them. So they're just our little side pieces before we continue on to what happened in L.A. So, okay, one night. okay, so basically to explain it, the attic was above their bedroom, right? And it's an old house. So like you could hear things. And one one night Fred heard it was either a cough or a sneeze. And told Dolly, he's like, see, I'm not making shit up. And she says to him that it's probably a mouse. Girl, you dumb. (laughs) You should have been like, I don't. No, no, Dolly, you have the perfect excuse to make him feel crazy. You could have been like, I don't know what you're talking about. I didn't hear anything. What are you talking about? No, Fred, I didn't hear someone fucking cough. Jesus, Fred. (laughs) And then he apparently was like at the end of his rope. So he was about to go upstairs and she's like, no, 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 I'll go up. It's fine. 
let me just prove to you that there's nothing. And obviously saw, quote, nothing, but Otto was up there and she was probably like, shut the fuck up. But. It's like you need allergy pills. Right. And another, I only saw this in one article, but I found it interesting. And I'm like, "Mm, I'm like half and half. So you can tell me your opinion on it. So the other, there's another little variation to the story saying that Fred actually caught Otto one night sneaking down to the kitchen for food. And he was like, are you the person that's been eating all my food and been, you know, doing these things around my house, blah, blah, blah. And all Otto said to him was, I'm hungry. And so he kicked him out because he was like, what the fuck? And then it was said that Otto slept on the street and that him and Dolly devised the plans for him to move forward because obviously that would have been that. Like I said, don't know if it was true, but it was at least interesting to mention in the story for sure. But you imagine with today's soundproofing technology? (laughs) Oh, bro. right? Dolly would have been like, I got this. I know exactly. Jesus. So after Dolly and Fred found their house, they moved to a property overlooking Sunset Boulevard with an attic. And she actually pulled money for Otto from his books to have him go early. And he went there before the movers got there because he built himself a little like hideaway type of situation. There will be a picture in the attic. So he had like his own little room. And then there was this like there was a hole. In there, there was like this whole fucking thing in their like bedroom closet. It was, it's a whole thing. It was a whole fucking thing. It was crazy. So continuing on, moving this man, he moves to Los Angeles before they get there. So now we're into 1922. And while they were there, the marriage between Dolly and Fred got worse. Fred started drinking much, much more heavily. They argued a lot more. And he became abusive. It was said that he did beat her. Oh, shit. And Otto was upstairs this whole time. So like seven, eight, nine. In total, no spoilers, not spoilers. It's like 10 fucking years. What? <laughs> yeah. So one night on August 22nd of 1922, there was a really, really bad fight between the couple. Now, what happens next is debated even to this day. Some say that Otto was afraid for Dolly's life, so he ran downstairs with Fred's two 25 caliber rifles that Fred recognized him instantly. So that could make like the, the catching in the kitchen thing true or, you know, whatever. And they began to fight, which led to a struggle and the guns going off, which caused Fred to die. Oh, now, the other, the other is that Otto just came down with these guns and just started fucking shooting at Fred and shot three rounds to the chest, which killed him instantly. Dang. Yeah. So after this, you know, Fred's in a pool of his own blood on the ground, dead. Otto and Dolly are panicking, but they thought quickly. So they decided to make it look like a home invasion. The story was going to be that the couple had been out at a party, came home, found this intruder, and the intruder killed Fred. So. To kind of add to that story, Otto grabbed Fred's diamond watch and then locked Dolly in the like hall closet type of thing where she hangs her coats from the outside type of thing. And then he ran back up to his little hidey hole in the attic and Dolly began screaming. And then that led to the neighbors calling the cops. Uh, okay. I was like, wait, if she's in the closet, who the fuck is calling the cops? Yes. So the neighbors called because of her screams. And when police arrived, you know, 
She told them this whole story, you know, all of this stuff, blah, blah, blah. And there was a man, his name was Herman Klein. He was the chief of detectives. He was there that night. (laughs) And this will definitely show you like the time period and shit. So he didn't like Dolly right away because she was, quote, too immaculately dressed and carefully made up for a woman of 55, in his opinion. (laughs) I'm like, just because she's dressed nice. The story was that they went to a party. Right. Okay. Apparently he likes his women to be uggos. Apparently. And then I grabbed a little bit from that initial interrogation. And he says to her, did you and your husband ever quarrel? He asks. Never, she said. Not even a little bit? She remained oddly firm. There had been no arguments between her and the late Fred. Klein knew that all couples have spats. Why would someone claim otherwise? He knew she must be a liar and there must be something to hide. The chief and other officers carefully inventoried the residence. Only one item could be identified missing. It was that watch I told you about. However, when they found his wallet, he still had all his cash. So they were like, interesting. But she stuck to her story and they couldn't get her to like, you know, slip up. Nothing. And so they're like, all right, well, unfortunately, like they had nothing to go off of right then. But they did. And I mean, you know, it's fucking 1922 but the crime lab took the gun and they're like no burglar is going to use this type of weapon (laughs) and when asked why he said that's a woman's gun (laughs) but that really did nothing they were just like okay bro all right cool and they were like well i don't know what to tell you because like the door was like she was locked from the outside she couldn't have done that herself blah 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 right and Fred's business partner, who was also like one of his best friends, his name was also Fred. (laughs) He said that, quote, Fred was one of the most loved men I had ever known. As far as I know, he didn't have an enemy in the world. Telling those assembled that he and his wife frequently socialized with the couple and went on to say that Fred was probably the cause of me moving here. And now that he has gone, it seems everything worthwhile that was out here when he was alive has faded away. It was the greatest blow of our lives. And we learned last night that he had been killed. I'm sure it is a case of burglary, end quote. So they believed it, even those closest to him. And like the police were still like, mm, don't know if I buy this shit, but they, they literally had nothing to go off of. So they had to release her. And because of Fred's murder, she inherited literally millions of dollars and she bought herself a new house and she bought a house that also had an attic. And you would think, oh, her and Otto is going to like just move on with their lives and shit. No, she made him live in the attic. Yep. He lived in the attic again. And even with all the sex she can have anytime she wants now with him, it wasn't enough for her. So she got a new boo. And his name was Herman S. Shapiro. And this was actually her lawyer during all of this. So, so he, he was very like high level, whatnot. So he, you know, he was gone a lot for work. And of course, Dolly wasn't a fan of this. So she entered another boo again named Roy Klum. And what's interesting about Roy is some stories say that the two of them actually didn't have sex that she just used him basically just to get rid of the guns that were used to kill fred Mm. and (laughs) she didn't 
supposedly tell him this is what it what had happened and stuff she was like oh this just is like the one the burglar had and i don't want it in my house and i don't want them to try to think that it's the one even though it was and blah 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 so stupid roy is like okay and takes it and dumps it in a tar pit the tar pits like the labrea yeah. tar pits yes yes <laughs> mm-hmm. not only containing dinosaur remnants it has <laughs> murder weapons Yeah. So Roy did that with one of them. And then the other one, apparently she convinced her neighbor to bury it in their yard. (laughs) He was also a man. So not surprised. Oh, Dolly. Yep. And then Dolly must have got cocky or something because she came, she became very careless when it came to Herman. She gave him that watch that was supposedly stolen during this robbery. And he recognized, he recognized it. He was like, uh, isn't that Frank's watch? And she was like, oh, I found it underneath a seat cushion after the police left. So I felt no need to tell them since my husband had just died. Like, it wasn't a big deal. What? And he's just like, okay. Dumb. <laughs> yeah. Was so, Do- is Dolly, like, really, really pretty? I mean, you could look her up. I mean, she's okay. I mean, a lot of the pictures are when she's older, so I don't know. I'm just wondering, because it's like... I mean, I guess if she's like, I mean, these guys are just blatant, just going along. Like, what? I just need to know what, like, she had over them. Mm-hmm. Well, Roy and Dolly would have a falling out in 1923. And guess what? The police started finding out stuff. So, basically, he started singing, being like, look. I dispose of this gun in the tar pit. The neighbor has the other one. Herman has his watch, right? So they arrested her. But again, it comes back to this stupid closet. And they weren't able to explain how she did that herself. And they had no idea about Otto. So they had to let her go. Wait, is Otto still in the attic at this point? Yeah. Oh, damn. Yeah. So, of course, there's like, you know. There's there's hearings and stuff, right? There's there's all kinds of stuff. There's court appearances, blah, blah, blah. Now, during this, she said to Herman, she's like, I need you to go get some groceries and I need you to take this bag. And she's like, take it up to to the attic. And he's like, why? What the fuck? And he's like, oh, she said that shit again. The, you know, my half brother bullshit. And he's like, what the fuck? So he takes the food. He takes it sees Otto and Otto is like pumped to see another fucking human being that's not Dolly right and he just fucking tells Herman everything like saying you know we've had an affair the last 10 years the whole murder everything and And Herman's just like at first probably sitting there like who's our brother oh yeah no he's like what the fuck he knows that it's not her brother or whatever so He gets pissed and he's like, you need to get the fuck out of here. So Otto leaves and he flees to Canada where I read that he like went and got married and whatever. I mean, he's a murderer, but like good for him for getting out of that attic. Yeah. But to continue on, Herman stuck around. So in 1930, apparently they had gotten into a tiff. He decided to tell the police about Otto who had coincidentally just moved back to Los Angeles at this time. Oh, Otto. 
uh-huh. I'm like, why'd you come back? And by this point, the story started to get out to the media. And it was like, because it is. It's like fucking scandalous as fuck. And it just got everywhere. And what's kind of like funny, but not funny, is his nickname in the media was The Batman because he had lived in an attic hiding. Yeah. Not appropriate. <laughs> all right. So obviously they went to trial and everything for all of this, and Otto was found guilty of manslaughter on July 1st, but the statute of limitations for his murder had lapsed. That sounds about right. It was set for seven years, and when all this stuff happened, it was literally a year later, so it was eight years, so he was released and the charges were dropped. Yeah. I mean, I feel like Otto... I feel like you should have served some sort of sentence. I mean, he did. He lived in an attic. Yeah. But, like, there had to be some sort of, like, Stockholm syndrome going on. Yeah. Something. Something. It's, like, it's fucking crazy. And then I'm pretty sure it was, like, a new boo after this. I'm pretty sure Herman was, like, kick rocks. But some articles were using Herman's name. That's what I hate about these old stories sometimes is, like, it's not the most accurate shit. But anyways, she, she stayed with some dude and got married. And was with that guy for 30 years, and she died in 1961 at, like, 80-something years old. That lady. Dolly Dolly. Yep. And Otto was said to leave and disappear from Los Angeles because of the whole Batman of Los Angeles thing. (laughs) So he was like, okay, bye, and he just, like, fucking left type of shit. And honestly, like, I don't think there's really much on there about it besides that so yeah they both got away with murder <laughs> and like the weirdest this is the weirdest, the weirdest thing i've ever thing. heard of <laughs> so yeah that's our uh that's our story about miss dolly and Otto and fred and all the other peeps this case is also known as the man in the attic it's like just living in an attic because your girlfriend is like it'll be good for us dude yeah and like in isolation didn't go out and do stuff, didn't see other people, any of that. The only time he saw other people or even the outside was when he traveled to Los Angeles. You know, he could have gotten like a night job, like who he left in the evening. And this was like before they really had like labor laws. So he could have worked like all night, maybe had a couple of, well, it was prohibition during part of this. He had his bathtub gin he made. Right, he could have been out bootlegging in at night and probably wouldn't have caused any of these issues. Exactly. But yeah, so, nope. And apparently there's been a couple, like, made-for-TV things about this. One including Neil Patrick Harris, apparently. I'm like... Does he play auto? Intrigue. I don't know. I'm assuming. I didn't look into it oh or God. have time to watch it yet. But yeah, so I thought that was interesting. So yeah. That is going to go ahead and wrap us up for today. This was the Man in the Attic case. I hope you enjoyed. I thought it was like juicy as fuck and crazy and not what I fucking expected when I clicked on it. So, (laughs) yeah. It is like so full of intrigue. Right. I know. But with that, we are going to go ahead and sign off and we'll see you on Monday. Bye, guys. Toodles. Toodles.